Hello there, welcome along to PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick, Sam Kegovich. Normally we do something witty at the top of the show, but uh, this time we're just going to do a big hello to our new mates in uh, Port Moresby. We were at PNG on the weekend. Fantastic. And what great hospitality extended to us. And we had a fun day at the Carbine Club there. Yeah, it was and, a uh, lot of fun. And uh, I've got to give a plug out to the uh, Pacific Games coming up in 2015 at PNG, Port Moresby. Promised to be a fabulous. Uh, games for those uh, three weeks. That and you'll be involved. hosting them. I'm now the uh, official compare and host of the Pacific Games. Happy about that as well. I just got out, man. Yes, good fun had by all, and uh, we actually did a live version of the PTI. Uh, PTI. How well was that received? Yeah, it seemed to work pretty well. So if you want us to come to your place of business, just <laughs> ring Sam's manager. Tonight on the show, the Lions won, Deans is done, Murray's a gun, and it's time for Origin. Who wrote this? I didn't write it. Oh, that was pretty bad. <laughs> Plus, we play fact or fiction. Stewie Clark, of course, the former greatest here to talk cricket in the Ashes. It's all brought to you, of course, by our very good friend, sportingbet.com.au. But, well, finally, it's sealed. Robbie Deans is no more the Wallabies coach after being punted by the ARU. Following the loss in the weekend to the Lions, the dogs were barking before the game in the weekend. And the loss, no doubt, sealed the deal. Well, it's, it's funny you say that. Uh, I got information uh, Friday, I suppose, that the assistant coaches for Robbie had been uh, interviewed for the coaching job at the Rebels. And I thought, well, hang on, how's this? So the deal was already done. done win, yeah. lose or draw. I think win, lose or draw, he was going to go. Um, and, look, it's probably the right thing but to Paul do. But Pulver and Hawker openly came out in his defence... Yeah, but uh, that, that's, that's, oils the, kiss, oils in that's this the kiss of death. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the payout around four hundred thousand. They just had to find the coin because the ARU's lost yeah. eighteen million dollars, and I reckon that four hundred thousand has come from a benevolent fac factor. And he's just said, but "Get rid of him." Let's analyse the the Dean years. You know, he's the longest serving coach. Seventy six odd years, tests. six years of the helm. But in all that record. time, he failed to no resolve the single cut. biggest issue, and that was a scrum. He had those miscreants. Mate, uh, no World Cup. No Bledisloe yeah, Cup. No, uh, we got a Tri-Nations, but please, that was only when everyone else wasn't fair to You're stiff with losing the loose forward Hickenbotham in the, uh, line, in the, end of the, the Lions. End of the day, will he be regarded as one of the best? I don't think so. And the issue about an Australian not coaching the Wallabies is... I hope they've learned the lesson. As Australian for an Australian job. End of story. How the heck can you coach against your own country, for God's sake, the All Blacks, and down by someone like a Dan Carter, anyway, who's a close friend of his? OK, the Ashes are finally here and it couldn't have been more dramatic build-up for the Aussies with the failure in the Champions Trophy. Warner's antics, Arthur being sacked, Buff Lehman brought in, throw in Warney just to boot. Is it a train wreck or is it is it now... The slate's clean and everything's positive. I don't know what. I don't know why, but I'm of the opinion that it's not. I, I think a month ago, he had it said to ask me, I would have said it's just a waste of train, train wreck. But now I look at it, the thing that really imbues me is the fact that we are capable of taking 20 wickets. Any side that can take 20 wickets is capable of winning. Absolutely. We've got to make some runs. Clark's the only one capable of making 500 on the tour. Watson's back in form. If we get Watson in form... I like Rogers. Rogers can, get, can make and runs. And they are going to yeah. make wickets that suit spinners. That's not going to be yeah. a seeming... Their, their, their biggest factor is Swan... And they've got onions in there Oh, as no, well. they're a very good... Uh, look, Addison, Broad, a I great understand, opening attack. But You've we haven't got, got a swan. We haven't no. got a spinner. And the other thing we've got to master is reverse swing. Over there they use a duke ball instead of a kookaburra ball. Talk about scuffing. that with Stewie Clark. I don't want to know about no, the but duke it's very. I want to know about whether we can win or not. No, look, I think if we keep 
James Sutherland and the high-performance bloke back here in Australia... And just play on don't give them, instinct and reflex. Don't give them man affairs over there and enjoy themselves and have a beer when you win and have a whack in the chops when you lose, then I think we can win. And it's imperative that we win the first test or do very well. If we wouldn't, wouldn't want to go one down... Because the Poms have got their uh, backs up after Wimbledon, of course, said and done for another year. And England's Sir Andy Murray, of course, won the men's. Murray and Batali won the women's. But back to Murray. He's now England's, UK's, Britain's, yeah. whatever you like. But is he a genuine chance for number one? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But this is on top of them. Talk about momentum shifts. The Olympic Games were a great success for them. And here they are building and building. They've invested heavily into sport and just shows you what you do. You put mm. the people in the right place at the right time. But Murray's a genuine article. He's been building up. We've all agreed he's had the talent. I think there was a big question mark over his psychological capacity oh, to be able yeah. to cope because he was pummeling the submission a couple of times. And I must say, I've never been a fan of his. He looks like that spoiled brat you just love to give a slap to. But his talent is undeniable. Yes. And I thought he really, the way he handled Djokovic, let me tell you, some of those ground strokes, they're heavy laden, top spin and cross court, you know, they were just pearlers. I, th- I watched the Del Potro game that went the, uh, in the semi final. Yeah. I thought that was as good a tennis well, as it can the, get. The, the two semi finals were fabulous. As yeah. Murray coming from two sets down and Djokovic mm. going to five. And it looked like they were both a bit spent in that yeah. uh, final. I mean, it only went three sets. I can't remember the last time. Uh, a three-set final happened at Wimbledon. Normally they go for a and the other thing, last Russ, year. But you, know you look at I mean. the men's side of the... Uh, you know, who's, Look, there's only uh, Djokovic and really Murray. Federer's nearly gone. Rafa's in and out and consistent. And then you go to Burdich and the likes who are oh, about yeah. three kilometres behind them. Correct. So he's, he's going to have a lengthy reign. There's no doubt of that. Did we speak about the women's? Ah, Bortoli was, uh, Bortoli was outstanding. And but that was it. I mean, it was a boring. And you well, can't cry in a women's final. I'm sorry, Sabine. But yes, you can't you can. cry. No, you can't. State of origin teams for game three have been named. And as usual, it's steady as she goes for the Maroons. While the Blues have the most changes, the 20-man squad... But Haney's already out. Bird and Gallon, there's massive question marks over there. Surely Queensland are sitting pretty... After, how does it, after the punters, game one... The punters have <laughs> launched into Queensland and rightly so. Game two, they were just electrifying. But yeah. I keep coming back to the fact that ANZ Stadium is different than Suncorp. Uh, Suncorp, it's dry football, it's a bit clearer conditions. ANZ, it's dewy, low scoring and it's up the front. There's not going to be many points scored. Queensland are on a roll. They started, and the other teams are on a roll. Like, you know, Melbourne are on a bit of a roll, where most mm-hmm. of the Queenslanders come from. Thurston's playing some reasonable football. Everything's starting to well, click. Inglis is going <clears throat> like a rock star. So I think that New South Wales are in trouble. Heaven help the day. If, heaven help if uh, Gallon and Bird are out. They're the two most powerful. Yeah. And Gallon in particular is the heart and soul well, of the... James uh, Tarmow's back, and I'm... look. Tarmow's good, big I'm body. glad he's back, but I think he probably should have been given both games for what yeah. he did. But that being aside, that's just a personal opinion. He owes New South Wales something, and I'm glad he realises that. But my problem is the halves. Pierce and yeah. Maloney. Pierce knows. I well, think he Pierce came out the other day. By his own he said, I'm, "I'm on the on the edge." He's on the edge. Maloney was good in the first game. Was poor in the second game. That's a bit of a question mark. Look, I'm fingers crossed for New South Wales. Yeah. I just want a contest, whichever way it happens. Speaking of contest, to the AFL, and it's now becoming the game's greatest modern day rivalry. It was another epic game of the weekend. Geelong were up by five goals. The Hawks came back. There was some umpiring decisions. <laughs> the margin again, ten points. That's eleven in a row. And the Kenneth curse, despite what everyone says, is alive and kicking. Yes, Jeffrey, why don't you go and pack up your caravan and drift off for a while? <laughs> Give the Hawks a spell. No, uh, let me tell you, uh, 11 straight, I think it is now. Imagine if they meet in the grand final, yeah. how much Jeffrey will call oh. it the Kenneth grand final. He'll just, you know, wallow the, in his own The big glory. difference about this victory, though, there was one very significant uh, 
change here. It was the Young Turks that really took it up. The likes of Duncan, yes. Murdoch, yeah. uh, Caddy. You know, no, Geelong still got about six or seven players out. They've still got Varko out. They've still got Stevie J out. Ask me the got question, Chapman out. If, if these two meet in a grand final, how much of a mental situation oh, are the Hawks in? There's no, I don't think the Hawks can get over them. I, I, I watched Buddy. I watched... Uh, Buddy was, was lifeless. Lifeless. I and the think... only time they sort of showed a bit of stick was when yeah. they got into the into the stink. Mm. And there's it was no Brian doubt. Lake. There's no doubt they're getting into their heads new, now. I always get his name wrong now because he changed his name. I still call him Brian Lake. Yeah, Brian Lake. Yeah. Well, you know, he got a bit aggro, a bit, uh, a bit venomous at the end there. And he's been a good fit for Hawthorne at the end, but there's no doubt psychologically they've got it all over them Sam at the moment. Sam Mitchell? Do you think he deserved to get a bit of a time for what, a couple of things he did? I think so. The NRL has released its match scheduling for the final six rounds of the season. And the biggest talking point is the return of 3pm Saturday football. Hurrah! It harks back the old days of Santiago footy on the ABC. Do you think there's a place for it? Well, there must be because everybody's uh, enjoying But the only but thing what's is... what's the threat? If nobody turns up, that's the threat. Ah. If you all are out there saying, great Saturday afternoon football and happens to be Canberra versus South and Town, I'm not going to that. No, the problem people is... People have got to turn up. People, people will turn up, Russell. In, a, in Sydney particularly, people don't turn up the Saturday afternoon anything. No, they don't what, go to the races. But why they don't go to the sa- soccer. They don't go to the baseball. They don't go to anything. Russell, why was Saturday footy shed, uh, TV. abandoned? It was TV. No. It was for the sole purpose of defending the domestic competitions. No, it was TV. Because Saturday afternoon is when domestic... They get more ratings at night. No, but domestic... Yeah, well, OK, to partially. But domestic no, totally. competitions are all played... No, Saturday afternoon. Totally. In the park footy. Totally where mums and dads and the locals totally go. Totally TV. It destroyed local competitions. That's why the AFL went from a Saturday no, afternoon... No, no, no. The Saturday yes, afternoon Russell. footy used to be stronger. Saturday afternoon's fantastic. The mates used to meet on the old oak tree, have a few tinnies, a bit of dialogue... Mix and match. You know how many relationships were spawned over Saturday afternoon footy? Correct. They're still going. They were strong relationships. Understand. Mum and Dad are still married because they met at the Saturday afternoon footy. I agree. Bring it back. Good egalitarian values are formed. Just turn up. That's all I'm saying. That's the headlines. Next up, time to get serious about the Ashes. That's where Stewie Clark comes in. He's here for five good minutes. Five. He's a lawyer, you know. Too much sport is never enough, especially on this show. And next cab off the rank is the Ashes getting underway Wednesday night. Ooh. To help us out, former Aussie Quick, Stewie Clark, is here to tell us how and why we're going to win not only the English Ashes series, but in six months' time, this one over here as well. Well, if I'm a mind reader, yeah, I'll definitely tell you that. But uh, You'd be uh, handy over there at the minute. <laughs> No, apparently not. No. Uh, the wickets aren't going to be the seeming wickets that we're used to. No, I've been a little talk, a lot of dust. Graham Swan's their big X factor. With him in the uh, in the lineup, we don't have a comparison. Nathan Lyon's okay, but Graham Swan is the second best spinner in the world, bowler in the world. So they're not watering the wickets. They're just you know letting the the hot heat wave that they're having mm. in England bait the wickets up. What about the big unknown, Darren Lehman? Is he going to be the difference? I don't know what he was going to say. There. <laughs> I mean, he, could have, he could have said about 11 names and I would have said, OK, I'd live with that. Darren Lehman, though, is he the X Factor that's going to unify that side and all of a sudden bring out the very best of them all? He's a man after your heart, Sam. Let's face it. He's an old-school type cricketer. Beer, drinking, but playing hard on the field, hard having a bit, field. Of, fun, bit yeah. of fun, enjoying yourself on the field, and that translates into winning culture, and that's well, what the Australians haven't had. Well, you told me off-air we were having a chat and you said when you were playing first it was great fun and when you finished playing it was ice baths and not as much fun and Darren Lehman's got to find a nice mix between the two. Look you can't write off all the sports science stuff it's important but 
cricket and sport is about having fun. If you're not having fun, you've got to turn up every week and play under this, you know, this, you know, this system where you've got to note things down and write things down and you, know, you don't know whether you're playing the next week or not. It can't be any fun. Darren Lehman's not that sort of guy. But there will be a point where he needs to bring that into play. But for the main, it's about getting out there, competing on the field. You know compete on the do. field. Pretty yeah. simple, yeah. isn't it? Pretty it's a simple, simple game. You Sports score simple. runs and you yeah. get wickets and between us, you catch them and yeah. we should get you've this only, one over You've there. got to look at Shane Watson. Like, you know, he was under this system where it wasn't working. Two games, he's got 198 or something like that. He's relaxed. He's relaxed right, and having I'm fun. Gonna, I'm going to call a timeout. He's got 198 against Popgun. He has got a million fifties and he's got two... Somerset and Worcestershire aren't bad counties. I'm just saying, the facts don't lie. His ability to convert good scores into good scores is poor and he needs to change that. But I'm going to take 50 at the moment because look at the blokes that have been opening before him. David Warner didn't get a run. They were getting 20s. I agree. I'd like to see him getting more hundreds. You know, 200s in 30-odd or 40-odd tests is not mm. enough. But I'm taking 50 at the moment because that's all we've got. And unfortunately, we don't have the dominant attack with Matthew Hayden and Justin Lang and all those grades yeah. before him. What about Watson and Rogers? Is that the uh, right combination, you think? I think it's the best combination at the moment. David Warner, obviously, with his little bit of uh, antics over there, cost himself, I think, a spot in the team. But Chris Rogers, he's a proven performer in England. That's why he's got the nod. He's not a long-term option, but for the time being, yes, he's the right option. OK, so we, we've, we've got a reasonable attack. We've got a reasonable batting lineup. Oh, we, I say it's reasonable. You've got, well, you've still got Clark in the middle that everything holds around. You've got Watson. Obviously, Kawaj is a work in progress, and one or two others. Philip Hughes, if he has a, if they're dry wickets, he'll mm. be happy. If they're seeming wickets, he'll mm. be unhappy. We we don't have the spinner, do we? Now that, that's our big that's our big hole in our lineup. Nathan Lyon, he's not Shane Warne. No one will ever be Shane Warne. But well, Shane Warne's there. Yeah. We surely can. We could wheel him out. <laughs> he's, he looks fit enough to do it. See, he looks, looks right hand man. Yeah, apparently. And just for the record, <laughs> and I spoke to Warne in India, if you remember. He has had no work done. He likes to point that out to you every time you say But the reality, Clarky, do you think the fact that Australia are capable of taking 20 wickets, which has got to be a plus. Over three or four What they lack is another Clark who's going to make 500 runs. You've got to get two or three other bats that have got to get four... 350 to 500 runs. Watson Clark can bat. Yeah. The others are unproven. You were exactly right when you said it before. They're unproven. I think Hughes is going to bat at three. I think Kawaj is going to bat at four. Clark will bat at five. And I think Stephen Smith... On, on the merit that he's yeah. a right that he's a right hander. He's a bit of a okay, so you no warner for you because of the left right thing, not because of the discipline thing, or a combination. Oh, of I the think both? it's a combination of both. I think it sends the wrong message to pick him straight away. And he hasn't played cricket in a month. You can have as mm. many nets as you want. It's yeah. not the same as playing. Add to that, he's left-handed, and Graham Swan's a wonderful bowler to left-handed batsman. We'll have four left-handers in the top six if David Warner plays. Yeah, we need okay. some. We need what some variety. Them? Tell me the other thing. Oh, that's, no, I'm just sorry. Jump. What about them? Where, where are their other than Swan? Where are their strengths? I think they're pretty oh. good across the park, mate. I think you know Kevin Peterson coming back into lineup. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Cook at the top of the yeah, order. That's right. Root's a big, uh, yeah. big, big, big uh, raps on him. Thing? There's a lot of raps. Big Stephen raps. Finn, James Anderson. Finn. What they've got is they've got Broad. a lot of guys that have played 30 or 40 tests now, and yeah. they're proven test cricketers. That's what we don't have. Do they, do they seriously get a bit of a lift out of, say, an Andy Murray in the Lions? Will they sort of... Will it be everything's going great in England at the moment? Oh, look, I think that'll last for about an hour. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah okay. oh, look, is that... You know, the big you... thing, Clarky, the big question mark, the ball in England, the Duke and mm. the Kookaburra. Yep. We've never mastered the art Research. of reverse swing. Yeah. Now, you're the... You know, you are a master of your craft. Tell me a little bit about the difference. 
Well, the balls, are, they're actually, when you say they're round, they're actually different shapes. One's got a very pronounced seam, and the other thing is the lacquer comes off the duke ball much quicker than it does off the kookaburra I ball. I noticed that yeah. when so I was that, playing. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Well, they're the scuffing. Shot. Yeah, they've been guilty of scuffing. That's why they can reverse if, swing it. If you want to watch it, watch how many times they throw the ball into the ground to take the lacquer off the ball. We'll be doing the same. They'll be better than at us mm. because they've done it before. How cheating. many fingers across the so seam you put? Not cheating. They're cheating. It's not cheating. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's not cheating. How many fingers across the seam? Quickly, show me your... Show oh, me I'd, your... I'd hold it like that if I was still playing. Oh, but these days when you throw it... your fingers? Yeah, they're all... You delicate okay. little hands. They're all buggered from... We the, win the or draw first one? Oh, heart says win. Mind says mm, not sure. He's a legal eagle now. I think <laughs> legal counsel. I've got to give you both sides of the opinion. I noticed here. you were giving him his, your card a bit earlier on. Thanks, Stewie. Next up, Fact or Fiction features Paul Gallen, Quade Cooper, the royal baby, and is Melbourne the capital of sport in Australia, or is it Sydney? Oh. We're going to debate that little topic straight after the break. A debate. Welcome back to the show. Time for Fact or Fiction, where we have a statement. We decide whether it's true or false. And first up, uh, Fact or Fiction, Quade Cooper will be the Wallabies number 10 for the Rugby Championship starting next month. There's no doubt this is fact. And this is the Achilles heel for uh, Robbie Deans, not being able to resolve number 10 for about three or four years. And uh, for whatever reason, best known to himself, but he's without a doubt Quade Cooper. I know he's a petulant uh, individual. But at the end of the day, he is the best served number 10. Well, you ever Fact, at, uh, I agree with you. James you and, O'Connor, well, he's You uh, and McKenzie's the coach. You and McKenzie can yeah. sort out Quaid. You and McKenzie's had success with yeah. Genia and Quaid Cooper. 100% fact. And as you're right, James O'Connor has been given the wristhole by Boondocks. the Melbourne Rebels. The Rebels. He's got to go um, to the Western Force if he's lucky. I don't think uh, there's a spot for James O'Connor in my team, just for the record. No. I think Quaid Cooper's there. And the wingers... And this new fullback, Mog, uh, he was outstanding. I've got to give them a run somewhere. And it's time for Ewan McKenzie to put his spin on the team. So, yeah, both fact. Uh, new South Wales can't win Origin 3 without Paul Gallen. Fact or fiction? Gee, I don't like to be uh, unified. I'll say fact again. There's no doubt about that. Paul Gallen is the heart and soul. And let me tell you, just being on the field, he is an inspirational individual. Without him, they would be decimated psychologically. Fiction. And they would absolutely fiction, fall fiction, apart. Fiction, fiction, fiction. If you go into a game thinking you can't win without one particular player, then you, it's a lost cause. And New South Wales will probably be preparing without Paul Gallon. I don't think he'll play. And they will sit there and go, you know what, we need to win for Paul Gallon. So it's actually better for them that he's not playing than if he is. If Are you, you trying to try. convince yourself? I'm convincing myself. <laughs> I'm Come telling on, you now, that is, blues. And that is wonderful rhetoric, what you're just uh, delivering. I hope the Re- players are watching. There's another word for it as um, well. <laughs> I, I hope the players Rubbish. are watching and listening to that because that's exactly what Fiction. should happen. After but unfortunately hosting, it doesn't. This is a good one. After hosting the Socceroos Game 3, the Lions and Wallabies Game 3 and now a massive Origin Game 3, Sydney is the new sporting capital of the world. Fact! Or fiction? Well, you're delusional. I don't even know how that got into the. Uh, I will tell you why. Eighty-four thousand oh, for go. the Lions. Eighty-four thousand for the Origin. Eighty-four thousand for the Socceroos. Eighty-four thousand for the uh, Origin three. Melbourne, Carlton versus Collingwood on the weekend at the MCG. Seventy-eight thousand. You can't even sell out the MCG for the biggest Melbourne game of the year. Melbourne is the recognised globally. Former. Globally, I mean, Former. globally as the sporting capital used of the to world. Be. Used the world. to be. And I'll tell you for why. Every month you start in... Well, when do you want to start? That's the Spring bell. Carnival. Fiction. Thank you very much. No. The royal baby <laughs> is due any day. When it arrives, it will be, unfortunately, a child with big ears. 
as in Grandad, Prince Charles's ears. Yes, Fact or fiction? Fiction. Fact. <laughs> no. I hope she hasn't. I'm tipping a little girl. I love a cute little girl. Could be a girl. I mean, because mum and dad are pretty good looking dudes. Yeah. Uh, he's a good looking rooster. She's quite a gorgeous woman. What do you reckon it's going to come But off if they that? throw back to the sire a couple of. Uh, I want to give them ago, one bit of advice. Big wing nuts. Now, That's I not don't gonna be know good. if there's going to be any daddies. Uh, look, I don't know how this all works uh, anatomically, but if there's any Charlie's tadpoles floating around uh, down the track, I suggest they uh, put it up for adoption. <laughs> Let me tell you. I, what <laughs> name do you think, though? I say fact. The poor kid's going to have big wallopers. What do you say? Fiction. What, what is it, a guy or a girl? I'm thinking girl. I think uh, Princess uh, Molly. What uh, about that one? I'd call her Sheila, I would. <laughs> Princess Sheila. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Tom and Touch. <laughs> the Poms had cop that. Fact or fiction? Fiction. Okay, fact or fiction is done. Next up, happy time, big finish, and the sporting bet, best bets of the week. How'd you go? I like Please. Princess Molly. Princess Molly. Happy birthday to Robert Allenby. Turns 42, would you believe? Haven't heard much about Australia's crankiest golfer of late. Can he still be a fact on the PGA Tour? I think I read the other day he's about 100 and something yeah, yeah, yeah. on the uh, the ranking, so he needs to stay top one, two, five to keep his card. So he might be under a bit of pressure. Oh, he's the odd good round, but he's just temperament's gone. Happy, he ran uh, second or third a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Happy anniversary, Mike Tyson. 16 years ago this week, he was banned from boxing for biting off a van to Holyfield's ear. In this day and age, he'd probably get a knighthood. And happy trails, Steve Menzies, the Evergreen Lee retires. Beaver. He's retired. He retires at the age of 39 after playing for the Catalans in the Super League. Although there is some talk he could be used as an emergency player for Manly next year. If they need him, he just wants a dollar a year contract. Mean? That means he's been playing for more than 20 years and probably Still has had two injuries in that entire time. What a wonderful player. Now for the big finish, the Queensland Firebirds will meet the Adelaide Thunderbirds in the All-Bird final of the ANZ Championship uh, this Sunday. Who wins, Sam? Thunderbirds. I think Wallaby the Firebirds. number 10, James O'Connor is not having his contract renewed at the Rebels for the season. Uh, next season, I mean. Is that a surprise? Oh, I think it's a surprise, but obviously there's a reason. Joey Chestnut won his seventh Nason's hot dog eating competition in New York. He swallowed 69 hot dogs in 10 minutes. I could do two. Where does that rank him, you reckon, in terms Probably of Probably one of the greatest ever oh. performances in the history and of sport. Know, yeah, I think you can see it on ESPN. And Manchester United play the A-League All-Stars next week, but the local boys will be out uh, without the stars, Del Piero, Heskey and Ono. Does it take some yes. of the luster out of the game? I does. wish they were all there, actually. I understand why they're not there. Well, Sporting their best bets of the week time. I like the Aussies to winning the opening Ashes test. You know what? I like St Kilda to beat Carlton. I do too, actually. Mm. Sporting bet think Freo will win the Derby in Perth. That's it. Remember to download our podcast, uh, like us on Facebook, all of that social media. I'm Russell Barwick. And as always, you know, I'm Sam Kekovich. And more importantly, you know, it makes sense. All our friends at PNG and in New Zealand, in particular at Auckland, where I was during the week. Hi. They follow us very, very closely. 1-800-PTI-ROCKS. Rocks. If you want, that's R-O-X if you want to give us a call. 1-800-PTI-ROCKS. <laughs> and all the best to...